the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today in our Gospel reading from St. Luke in chapter 5, we're given the account of the miraculous catch of fish, and also the Lord calling to himself the first of his disciples, Simon, who he would later name Peter, James, and John, called that day by our Lord Jesus Christ. One of the things, when I read the Gospels, and I see a man or a woman or a group of people experiencing Christ for the first time, I really started to pay more attention to see the progression that Jesus intentionally brings those people to. Because our Lord Jesus Christ, the incarnate God, came and knew how to bring souls, open their hearts to himself, and fill them with words of life to woo them to himself. And every person's a different story, just like we all are. So I paid attention to that. And there is a definite progression of an experience that Simon Peter would have with our Lord Jesus Christ in this particular reading and narrative and testimony today. And by looking at this progression, not only are we going to see something very valuable to us as far as our walk with Christ and our salvation, but also we're going to see some wonderful truths about fulfilling the Great Commission as Christ's body and each individual stone in that temple that he's constructed. That Great Commission, the true, which is, by the way, true Christian evangelism that leads to the salvation of the souls of man. The Great Commission has its beginning and its end with the activity and ministry of Jesus Christ himself. And only with our cooperation as he designed this to happen, but the beginning of a person's salvation, the beginning of the fulfillment, the end of the fulfillment of the Great Commission is wrapped up in Christ himself. So let's look at this progression with Simon Peter as he encounters the Lord Jesus Christ for the first time. Now we're told that there was a multitude that was crowding around, pressing upon Jesus in the area of the Sea of Galilee. So Jesus comes to the sea. And he comes to two boats. They were emptied already. Not much much was in them but the nets. And other than St. Peter, other than Simon Peter, all the other disciples were gone. So Jesus comes up to Simon Peter at the two boats. And he gets into Simon's boat. And he says, push the boat just a little bit from the shore so that I can teach the people. So our Lord sat or stood in Peter's boat. Peter sitting down in the boat at the feet of Jesus, hearing Jesus teach a multitude all of these wonderful truths. Simon was taking all of this in. And so the first step, if you will, in this progression of an experience that Simon Peter would have with Jesus Christ is that he sat in the boat at the feet, hearing the word of God speak words of life, Words of salvation and words describing his kingdom that had now drawn very near to mankind. And just from this, just from the teaching, I'll tell you, Simon Peter's life would never be the same. He'd already begun by hearing this teaching to be dislodged from everything that he had ever known. And he couldn't imagine what was coming up. What happens next is a fairly big ask. 
a big request by our Lord Jesus to Simon. It says, after teaching, Jesus looks at Simon and he says, Now, go into the deep and cast your nets for a catch of fish. And Simon Peter replied, Lord, we fished all night and we've caught nothing. All night they had fished. They had toiled for their livelihood. This is how they made their money. And they caught nothing. And they were probably exhausted. Now, Simon, if Jesus to Simon Peter was a mere stranger, I can see Simon Peter going, I appreciate you wanting me to go back out. But I'm going to go get some rest. We have not caught anything. But obviously, something in Christ's teaching, Jesus was no longer just a stranger to Simon Peter. Because when Simon said, I love that. <laughs> when Simon Peter said, Lord, we fished all night and caught nothing. Hear what he says next. Nevertheless, at your word, I will. That phrase, that one sentence, is the absolute mark of someone who's already a disciple. Every disciple of Christ has in their heart Lord, at your, will, at your word, I will. You see, the experience of Jesus teaching as Peter sat in the boat, the experience of Christ that he had, it had planted a mustard seed of faith that was starting to grow within Simon Peter. But it was enough faith to trust Jesus beyond his own reason. We fished fruitlessly all night. I'm tired. Nevertheless, Lord, at your word, because you're the one that commanded it, because you're the one that gave me this direction. Nevertheless, Lord, I will do as you've asked. And this brings us to the next progression of an experience of Christ, the miraculous catch of fish. So Simon Peter does what Jesus asked. He takes his boat out of the deep. He lets down his nets. We know what happens. It says, when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so much that both boats began to sink. I dare say, this is the greatest catch of fish they'd ever seen in their lives. As their boats began to sink in the water, Jesus commanded. Simon Peter cooperated. The miracle took place, one that Simon Peter could have never imagined in his mind. And what's interesting is the next leg of this experiential journey of Simon Peter with his Lord. Think about it. You, you, you fished all night, and this is how your income's made. You caught nothing. You're not only frustrated, frustrated you might be a little feared and anxious about money. And he catches this great big catch of fish where both boats are sinking. What do you think the response in your mind what do you think the response of Simon Peter probably would have been right off the bat? If I work it out in my mind, I might say he was extraordinarily joyful and thankful. He couldn't believe what Jesus had done for him and this miracle that had happened. I promise you that Simon Peter was thankful. But his response immediately, that wasn't his first response. And we need to note this. His first response was actually perfectly accurate and appropriate for what he had just experienced, which was a further and greater revelation of the power of God in Jesus Christ, the Word of God. The Scripture tells us plainly, when Simon Peter saw the catch of fish, here's his response. 
he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. You see, Simon Peter recognized the holiness and the power that was in Jesus Christ and the wonder that Jesus had done. And in the midst of all that, Simon Peter himself became undone in that moment. And so he falls at Christ's feet in blessed and holy repentance, which leads us to the very next experience that Simon Peter would have in his progression with our Lord Jesus Christ. When he falls at his feet and cries out, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. Simon Peter would now experience the profound mercy of God covering his life through Jesus Christ. Listen to how Jesus responds to Simon Peter's repentance. And they are beautiful words. Because the first one I think we all need to hear very often. He says, Simon, do not be afraid of Simon is undone. He comes with the burden of his sin. This man is hurting. And this man is afraid. And Jesus, in the giving of mercy, says, Don't be afraid of me. From now on, you will catch men. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will. Another phrase we need to hang on to in our walk with Christ daily. From now on, you will. And I tell you, these words show us the mercy of God, the covering of Simon Peter's sin, and the sending out of that soul to become Christ's very representative on earth to mankind, along with the other disciples. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will is the experience of every Christian who comes in authentic repentance, broken before God. You will hear those words. Do not be afraid. You will have your sins covered. You will find healing at the hand of Christ. And you will be sent with joy to go and represent him from the mercy that you have been given. You might notice that same phrase, do not be afraid from now on. It plays out in numerous characters in the Bible. And one of the ones that stuck out to me the most is one I talk about often here, which is the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 6, he has the same experience that Peter does. Isaiah is given a vision where heaven opens up and he sees the eternal temple of God. And in the eternal temple of God, he sees the, just the train of the robe of God filling the temple. And what is his response? It's not jumping up and down, thank God, even though I'm sure he was in awe of the beauty. In the light of the holiness that he saw before him, he was undone. And his words say that. Woe to me. I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. And God has a seraphim fly to him with a coal taken from the eternal altar in heaven. And it goes right to the source of his sin and his dysfunction. And he touches the coal to his lips, healing and cleansing Isaiah. And then the Lord speaks out, who shall I send to go for us? And what's Isaiah's response having received such mercy and healing? Here am I, Lord, send me. A man with unclean lips falls in repentance at the experience of the holiness and wonder of God. God not only heals, God not only forgives his sins, but he takes Isaiah's greatest weakness, his lips, and he turns that into a great strength now usable to God. Because Isaiah would become a prophet of God. Can you imagine that? 
This man of unclean lips would become the very mouthpiece for the divine words of God that would be given to his people. In other words, Isaiah's experience was Jesus saying to Isaiah, Isaiah, as you fall down before me, don't be afraid. From now on, you will be my prophet. So the, to wrap up this progression that we're seeing with Simon Peter, he sat in the boat with Christ, hearing Christ reveal himself to all. And he took it into himself, that experience, and it gave him enough faith, was planted and growing so that when Jesus asked Simon Peter to do something, even though he couldn't figure out the reasoning behind it, he trusted enough and he did it. And the, and the reaction, response, and the result of that, the cooperation of Peter with Christ, is this miraculous catch of fish that followed and revealed the holiness and the power of Christ, which brought Simon to blessed repentance, which is what our Lord was after the whole time with his created soul, Simon Peter. And Simon experienced the mercy of God over his fallenness, and he was called and sent by the one who gave him mercy. All of this progression that we see here, what is the result of Simon Peter's experience with Christ? Simon and those other first disciples called would abandon by this experience everything they ever knew to follow the giver of mercy and the God of divine power. They left everything. They left everything. And what Jesus said to Simon Peter would come true regarding becoming a fisher of men. It's as the Eastern Rite, Troparian, a hymn of Pentecost, teaches us, Blessed art thou, Christ our God, who hast revealed the fishermen as most wise, having sent upon them the Holy Spirit, and through them thou hast fished the universe. He's talking, the words are talking about the fulfillment of the Great Commission by hearts, lives, souls that were covered in their sin and changed by the divine mercy and power of God are fishing the universe and other souls are coming in. If we want the great commission to be fulfilled in our lives and through, excuse me, Christ's holy church, the same progression has got to happen in our lives on an ongoing basis. We must sit and remain in the boat, the ark of salvation, of which we are all sitting in right now, Christ's holy church, with Christ who is in our midst, who is here to reveal himself to us again and again by word and by experience, so that the mustard seed of faith grows within us, so that at some point with us walking in fellowship with him, having discerned his voice, when he commands, and only when he commands, our response is, at thy word I will. And we do it. And by that cooperation, because we know and trust him enough to do so, we will see the miracle continuing of the catch of fish. Sometimes one fish at a time. Sometimes the nets will be overloaded. Why? Because our Lord Jesus Christ is the Lord of the fish. Always remember this from even this very narrative in the gospel reading today. Jesus told Peter specifically where to take his boat and what to do when he took it there. Go to the deep waters and lower your net. Why? Because the Lord of the fish had already prepared and commanded the fish to be in the spot where Peter would take his boat 
so that they would be wrapped up and caught in the net and brought into the boat. Don't you understand that our Lord Jesus Christ is everywhere preparing, longing to bring souls to himself. And he's out there preparing those very souls. What's our job? To be faithful, to be in the boat listening. So that when and only when he says, go there. And why does he say go there? Because he's already prepared the fish there. Our cooperation is very simple. Listen and do. Walk in fellowship with the living Christ. Listen and do. And the great commission will be fulfilled in the church. And in all of this, all of this, at the experience of God, to allow our own hearts to constantly be brought by the experience of the wonder of God to the same blessed repentance that we see with Isaiah and we see with Simon Peter, so that we can be receivers of mercy who hear the Lord's words. Do not be afraid of me. Today I will heal. Today I will mend you and forgive you, and from now on you will, and will let him fill in the blanks of the great works that he will do with our cooperation in this life and for his glory and the salvation of many. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.